Hello, friends. It's Julie Solomon, and welcome back to an incredibly special episode of the Influencer Podcast. Today is the day. It is finally here. My very first book, Get What You Want, How to Go from Unseen to Unstoppable, is now available everywhere. Books and audiobooks are sold. I cannot believe this day is finally here, and I am so grateful that I get to spend it with you. If you have not grabbed your copy of Get What You Want Yet, you want to do so now. You can get the audiobook, you can get the hard copy, wherever you love to get books. And to celebrate the launch of Get What You Want Today, I'm giving you a special listen to the entire introduction of the book for free today. Now, I love this introduction because I share for the first time ever a really personal story. In my introduction, which is titled Supposed to Means Crap, I discuss a rock bottom moment that led to me changing a very unhealthy and addictive pattern in my life and really putting myself on a healthier financial path. And so I hope that you can use my story to potentially reflect and release any shame or embarrassment that you may have around money or maybe around leadership or your ability to effectively communicate and to effectively believe in yourself, you know, even parenting, whatever that may be to you. So you can start to begin to create a path to freedom using the tools that I share in this introduction. And so enjoy this gift of the introduction and to grab the rest of the audiobook or get your hands on the hard copy, go to juliesolomon.net slash get what you want or wherever you love to buy books. I will say that no matter where you buy the book, make sure that you go to juliesolomon.net slash get what you want and submit your order number. There'll be a little form where you can do that because if you do that, I'm going to be sending you a free ticket to a live virtual workshop that I am leading later this summer that is going to help you put all of your goals into action. You will notice at the end of pretty much every chapter in this book, I have prompts and study guides for you. And during this workshop, I'm going to be actually coaching you through all of those in real time. So you will not want to miss this amazing opportunity for this workshop later this year. And without further ado, welcome to the introduction of Get What You Want, Supposed to Means Crap. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon. If you found yourself here, it means you are ready to unleash the powerful visionary that lives inside you, turning you into an authentic leader who creates influence, impact, and change. Let's get started. Introduction. Supposed to means crap. Hey, hon said my husband through the phone in a maddening chipper voice as he was walking into an important meeting with the director. When were you going to tell me about the credit card? I sat at the dining room table, frozen. I had just one frantic thought over and over. How do I fix this? How do I fix this? My husband had just found out that I had been hiding $30,000 worth of credit card debt from him. And by just find out, I mean literally five minutes before this call. I had to pull myself together and deal with this somehow. But what I really wanted to do was hang up the damn phone, grab some pirate's booty, and watch an entire season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills while letting my denial and delusion freak flags fly with reckless abandon. Instead, I sat at my dining room table, desperately sorting through my thoughts, trying to find my escape hatch. I'd been hiding for two years about amassing $30,000 in credit card debt. I justified it by believing it would all be okay. I'd even prepared responses. All of them escaped my memory now. 
I guess now's not the time to tell you that we have more than enough airline points to finally take that trip to Hawaii we've been talking about. Ding, ding, ding. This liar's got a solution. Too soon? Unfortunately, no. I could hear the anger and hurt in his voice as he saw through my desire to deflect the conversation. You see, it wasn't supposed to be this way. I was supposed to land a big PR campaign or start doubling down on my content creation that would bring in the big bucks. He was supposed to land a new role in a movie or TV show. I was supposed to win the lottery and get that thing paid off before he knew about it and everything would be fine. Supposed to means crap. I do know this. When the spending started two years earlier, I had recently moved to Los Angeles. I didn't have many friends. Throw in the fact that I had a newborn baby boy in tow with no support system and a new husband who was across the country working. No one told me that the road to finding myself again was going to be a winding, complex one. No one said that after becoming a mother, part of me would die, peacefully and quietly. I didn't know I would miss the part of me that was carefree, independent, and a bit of a wild child. No one told me that through navigating the greatest love I've ever known and learning every day how to nurture life, I might feel my own self slip through the cracks a little at a time. No one told me that while stepping into this role called motherhood, it was okay to mourn who I'd been before. I didn't know what it meant to be a good mother. In some, I didn't have the tools to handle what was happening. So spending became a way of coping and feeling connected to something greater than myself. However, I remember being bombarded with the not-so-subtle messages from social media, telling me what it meant to be the perfect mother. I internalized these messages and knew I had to look the part. I wanted to be fit, have the right clothes, know the right people, and keep up with all the Kardashians. To do that cost a lot of money. $30,000, in fact. And before I knew it, I was filling the emptiness inside myself with stuff from outside myself. It hit my pleasure center and made me feel good, temporarily. If you are low, whether you are postpartum, lonely, or sad, especially if you feel like you don't belong or have a purpose that is your own, you're not getting that oxytocin hit every day. So guess what's going to feel really good? A package in the mail and some really nice lip gloss. I also loved the community and socialization around shopping. I loved going into a store and having a connection with other women. I finally felt seen and heard from someone other than a baby. And I felt good about myself making a purchase. And all those little interactions and daily hits added up to a big pile of debt. For two years, I swore that I had it all under control. And by having it under control, I mean I buried my head in the sand rationalizing and justifying my behavior by thinking it would all work itself out. Was I insane? You know how a self-righteous woman dies? She climbs to the top of her ego and jumps off. I really needed to be right, but self-righteousness would not be my safety net. I could feel myself becoming more and more aerodynamic as I was metaphorically crashing my way down to a new rock bottom. So what I wanted was for my call-me-on-my-shit husband to give me a minute, because things were kind of messed up. I was normally really good at these things. These things were faking it till I made it while forcing whatever solution was necessary so as to not feel pain or discomfort. Why? Well, it's simple. It's how I learned to survive. John kept talking and honestly, I had no idea what he was saying. All I kept hearing was my own inner voice asking, why am I so afraid to be honest? My money story. 
Up until that point in my life, I had been uncomfortable when it came to money. I was afraid of it, to be honest. I had never been good at math, so when it came time to learn about numbers and finances, I lacked the confidence to take control. Those insecurities were compounded by the fact that I didn't grow up with a lot of money. My parents basically lived paycheck to paycheck when I was young, so topics like savings and investing and financial independence didn't apply to us. I didn't know what a 401k was or how the stock market worked. I remember sitting in my grandmother's double-wide trailer, watching an infomercial featuring a guy who looked like a cheesy version of Tom Selleck talking about financial freedom for America. I wondered, how on earth could making money while you sleep be possible? Success and money became interchangeable in my little girl mind. When my parents got divorced, my mom was left with two mouths to feed and very little in the way of job qualifications. She had to figure it out and things were difficult for a while. Our budgets were held together with a fraying string, and she played Russian roulette with every bill she paid. But my mom was resourceful, and she figured out how to stretch each dollar around the neighborhood and back to make things work. She would work a lot, traveling throughout Tennessee and Kentucky weekly for her pharmaceutical sales job to make sure we had what we needed. But it wasn't like my dad was really any better off. He worked at an automobile manufacturing plant and lived what we're all told is the American dream. But to him... Having a steady job for 30 years felt like power compared to his parents, who had elementary school educations, worked odd jobs, and lived in extreme poverty their entire lives. So much of my childhood was defined by this lack mindset. There was never enough money to go around, and the lack of money always caused uncomfortable memories, like my mom rushing through the front door to hide her shopping bags in the closet, a pattern that I also picked up in my adult life the late-night screaming matches that would soothe me to sleep at night, and the ultimate demise of my parents' marriage. It was difficult for me to open up to the idea of learning how money works and how to make more of it. These beliefs also allowed for years of irrational thinking. I spent decades of my life thinking, I don't need to understand my finances. My husband-slash-accountant-slash-fairy-godmother will deal with all of that. I spent years ignoring an extremely important part of my life, money. Truthfully, it wasn't laziness or complacency that drove the decision to avoid what I didn't know. It was fear. Every time I looked at a financial statement and didn't understand it, that voice in my head, you know, the one that sounds like Regina George from Mean Girls and likes to point out all your flaws, would list out all the things I was deeply worried about. You're too dumb to understand this. You're not mature enough with money to figure this out. You need someone else to handle this for you because you're a financial toddler. Rather than face it, I ignored it. I followed what I describe as the small town mentality. Basically, as long as I had enough to cover my bills on time, most of the time, I just didn't dig any deeper. I felt powerless and helpless when it came to understanding money, let alone being able to have a normal conversation about it. And I chose to believe that if I just did X, Y, and Z, my life would work out. I read books about manifesting money. I kept saying to myself, if you just believe it, you'll achieve it. And I got really good at working on multiple passions at a time to try to make the money I needed and wanted. Years turned into decades of modeling and shaping my relationship with money, success, and freedom, ultimately creating the perfect storm of a narrative. Small-town girl meets limiting beliefs and rides off into the sunset with her excuses. That would carry me to this very moment with my husband. 
So there I was, at my dining room table, wanting to lie myself out of a $30,000 hole, realizing that if I didn't make some serious changes soon, if I didn't start believing in something greater than myself, my life would crumble beyond repair. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale, This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. So, John said, I don't know what's going on and I don't have the answers. I am angry, upset, and sad. I don't know if this is an isolated event or if there is a deeper issue here. I am really worried about you. It doesn't feel safe to trust you right now. You need to figure this out because this can't happen again. This is not okay. And he was right. But what was okay? What was possible? Was it possible to acknowledge my role in this and how I got there? Was it possible to think differently? Was it possible to take responsibility? Was it possible to keep the focus on myself and start taking some honest and real action to achieve the results I wanted in my life? What did I want? Truly. What was I doing with my life? For years, I thought that once I got the job or the guy or the house or whatever else fill in the blank, then I'd have the life I always wanted. That was a lie. You see, I believe that having to wait for my externals to change before I could move ahead in life was why it was so hard for me to experience success. This belief allowed me to make excuses and for years to not take responsibility for my results. This wasn't the last time we discussed this, but at that moment, John had to go into his meeting. He ended the call with a direct, I'm taking money from our savings to cover the debt so it doesn't affect our credit. You'll have to pay us back in full. I was left thinking, what am I going to do? How am I going to solve this? It was then, feeling completely frozen in that moment, that I made a promise to myself. I promised I would never, ever find myself in this position again, feeling powerless and helpless. I didn't want to feel this guilt and shame or have to make these justifications ever again. Even though I didn't know how, even though I couldn't control the outcome, I knew that a change was going to come. As one of my favorite authors, Elizabeth Gilbert, shared, I've never seen any life transformation that didn't begin with the person in question finally getting tired of their own bullshit. And that was it. I didn't want to keep escaping or trying to fix things. I wanted freedom, confidence, and authenticity. 
I was going to start on a path of figuring it out. This was one of the first times that I surrendered to not knowing. The changes that made me. When I close my eyes now and picture success, I see myself doing work that I love and am excited about, spending time with my family, helping other women lead powerful lives, living in a comfortable house, resting deeply, and being content and joyful in everything I do. And when I open my eyes, that's exactly what I see now. My vision is my reality, and it can be yours too. In this book, I'm going to show you how much you haven't considered. I'm going to invite you to come out of the well-intended haze you may have grown up in to see it for what it really is. Your belief of what is possible for your own life has been based on what has happened in the past. Yet all of your possibility is ahead of you. The most basic truth is that getting what you want is about understanding that what is possible for your future may be impossible for you right now. And that impossibility is temporary. So many of my coaching clients revealed to me that they never thought they could be authors, experts, millionaires, and leaders in their field, while all having happy relationships with their spouses and healthy relationships with their children. It's not that they tried to be these things and failed. The tragedy is that for decades, they didn't even consider trying at all. They didn't know what they didn't know. And if we don't know, we can't take action. And we certainly will never get what we want. Our choices create our actions, which ultimately create our results. How this book will work for you. Since that moment at the dining room table, hearing the shock and concern in my husband's voice, and feeling my own inner world crumbling, I went through a series of actionable steps to live a new life that held my shame with loving compassion and was full of everything I wanted. These are the exact steps that will absolutely work for you too, if you have the courage to try. If you do the things I teach you in this book, you can achieve anything you want, and I can prove it. I have countless clients who have used these tools to achieve success they never thought possible. You'll be meeting some of them in these pages. This book is divided into three parts. Part one, realizing the possibility. That day at the dining room table, I had to admit what was holding me back so I could get my mindset right. By the time you're finished reading this book, you too will have discovered the beliefs that have been holding you back until now and all the possibilities that are open to you if you're willing to face the uncomfortable truth. I'll start by teaching you about the belief systems you need to adopt and use to replace whatever is currently keeping you stuck and powerless. I will introduce these belief systems, tell you why they are true, and explain why you must believe them. Now, I must warn you, you might be resistant to some of these beliefs. They may be quite simple, but they aren't always easy to accept. If they were, everyone would already have exactly what they wanted. But in order to step out of the mass production of complacency, you're going to have to stretch yourself to think and feel differently. Instead of thinking that nothing works for you or that you already know it all, you must ask yourself how this can work for you. What is new that you can learn and apply? Part two, taking action. Next, I'll teach you what I learned about taking the right kind of action and the knowledge required to do so. I'll show you everything you need to know about how to find balance and apply structure to your goals using the tools and practices that I have used to coach thousands of people just like you. 
Finally, I will help you find your unique purpose in life and how to use that purpose in the service of others as someone with massive impact and influence. I'll take you along my own hard-fought and hard-won journey to discovering what my purpose is and how I use it to help serve others on their own path to success. I'll walk you through the tools and steps of how to go from where you are now to exactly where you want to be. These are the tools and the practices that you will need to do over and over to create action. Change the way you think, and you'll ultimately change your life. As you begin to recognize that you may have been wrong about a lot of things, you will go through what I call a resistance spin. It's not enjoyable, but it's a necessary part of the process. It's a true identity crisis. Your brain will want to resist to keep you safe, and you will have to overcome those thoughts so you can grow. And as you let go of one belief structure, you will accept a new one that will produce more possibilities. I'll remind you of the actions to take and what to do if you forget or veer off track. Even when you want to quit, I will remind you of what is possible and how important it is in the next step. Part three, results. I will share inspiring stories of some of my most successful clients who follow this exact process to get what they want. What I love most about these stories is that the women are also different. They come from different backgrounds. Their experiences and educations are not the same. Yet, the only thing that matters is they overcame the hesitation to show up, get support, and took action for what they want. They're showing up in ways they never had and feeling better than they ever believed possible. I can't wait for you to meet them. Most important, I can't wait for you to join them. I have personally witnessed countless transformations of women who were just like me, in debt, wondering what their purpose was and what talents or influence they had. It's been one of the greatest joys of my life to see so many women starting businesses, using their influence to create positive change in others, becoming proven leaders, writing books, and speaking on stages, all while growing their personal knowledge and wallets. It may seem impossible now. You may be doing all you can do to get what you want, only to be shackled by your limiting beliefs and fear-based stories. My journey started out the very same way, with a simple nudging that I was meant to be doing bigger things. I think that's how it starts for most of us. I wanted something more for myself. I couldn't quite put my finger on what that more might be at the time, but I knew that what I was doing wasn't working for me. I wanted to feel powerful and control of my time and money. In short, I wanted freedom. I'm here to remind you to no longer underestimate the power of that small but mighty voice inside you that knows what she wants. You picked up this book because you are or have been at the proverbial dining room table, and you are sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're sick of being broke or in debt. You're sick of lying to yourself, your friends, or your loved ones. You're ready to shed the old beliefs, take action, and begin influencing others as well. For some of you, your goals might be to earn extra spending cash or buy a bigger house with a yard where you can grow that organic garden you've always wanted. For others, it may be launching the multi-million dollar company you've always dreamed of. Regardless of what your goal is, this book will help you discover what's holding you back and how you can move forward so you can get what you want. As always, thank you so much for joining me today. 
and every week here on the Influencer Podcast. If you're wanting to dive deeper into the topics and discussions that we have here, I would encourage you to head over to juliesolomon.net and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It is in our amazing newsletter community that we are able to really support you on a much larger scale. And I love to do a ton of amazing things that I send inside your inbox every single week. So just head over to juliesolomon.net. You'll see a little spot there that you can add your information in and you will get on the list and start receiving all of that good stuff.